You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. All right, let's take our Bible. Let's turn to John chapter 15. Last Sunday I spoke on having joy in our hearts and in our lives as we enter into this new year. And then this morning I preached on having happiness. John chapter 15, the vine and the the vine and the branches. The secret to being a fruit-bearing Christian is what? Abiding in Christ, remaining in close fellowship with him. The secret to abiding in Christ is, not loving, is obeying. We can only abide in him as we walk in obedience to him. The key to obeying is is loving. The more we know him, the more we will love him, and the more we will obey him, thus abiding in him and being a fruitful Christian. Now let's drop down with, if you would, to um, verse 11. These things, the secret of the vine, these things have I spoken unto you, that my what? Joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. In the next chapter, he tells his disciples that he will impart to them a joy that no man will be able to take from them. Now go with me, if you would, back to chapter 13, where we were this morning. And the context is the upper room, the Lord's table being instituted. Verse 13, you call me Master and Lord, And ye say, well, for so I am, and he is. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that sent greater than he that sent him. Verse 17, if you know these things, if you you know my teachings... If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. We can know them and not do them, right? I think most of us would agree we know more than we're doing. But if we know the commandments and we know the teachings of Christ and we have his awesome example for us to follow in his steps, he said, happy are ye if you do them. Now, I'm going to throw this out there to the congregation. See how well you're listening the past two Sundays. What is the difference between joy and between happiness? Joy is mentioned some 186 times. Happiness mentioned only about 26 times. So someone tell me, what what did we come to understand is the difference between the two? Okay, happiness is based on happenings. If things happen to go our way, we're what? 
we're happy. If they don't go our way, then we're not happy. So how does that different than joy? I know they're synonyms of each other, but how is that different than joy? Okay, happiness is temporal. Okay, comes and it goes. Joy can remain, right? And joy, despite the situation that we find ourselves in, cannot be taken away from us if we really have the, the joy of the Lord. And by the way, the joy of the Lord is our what? It's our strength. Really, it is our strength as a Christian. So, explain to me the difference between joy and between happiness. Yes, happiness is definitely an emotion that's temporary. Joy is an attitude that can be permanent. And we mentioned this morning, you could be joyful even though you've lost a loved one. You may not be happy about that, but you could be joyful. You could be joyful when you're in a financial situation. You may not be happy about it, but you could be joyful. You could be joyful and be sick, right, at the same time. I'm never happy to be sick, but you could be joyful and sick at the same time. So do you get the difference there? All right. So as we looked, about, looked at last week about joy, what are the things that produce joy that no man can take from us? What was number one? Without this, you cannot be joyful. Salvation. Right? We spent a lot of time talking about that and how David over and over again rejoiced in the salvation of the Lord. What was the second thing? What's that? No, that wasn't the second one. The joy of restoration. Remember? Restore unto me the what? So can we lose the joy of our salvation? And what causes us to lose that joy? It just doesn't remain and it's, it's gone. What? It's sin. When we allow sin into our lives, then obviously we're going to lose the joy of the Lord. But aren't you thankful you can get it back? Once you realize you've lost it, you can get it back through confession and repentance of our sins. So we have the joy of salvation. We have the joy of restoration in our fellowship with Christ. And then we have what? I think it was mentioned over here. We have the Spirit-filled life, okay? For the fruit of the Spirit, what? Is love, what? Look up here. Is love, what's the next one? Joy and peace. Something that is produced in the life of a Spirit-filled believer. So then this morning, does God want us to be happy? Yeah. And he said, if you do these things you will be happy. What passage of Scripture contains the greatest message ever preached? The Sermon on the Mount. It starts out with the Beatitudes. How many Beatitudes are there? There are nine. Very good. So let's go there. Matthew <clears throat> chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7. I think some of you are listening pretty well this morning. I think it's really important to get this down because everybody wants to have joy and happiness in their life. and We can look in all the wrong places for it. 
and try all the wrong things to produce it, but it's really something that only the Lord <clears throat> can grant to us. <clears throat> so Matthew chapter 5, we'll start here with verse 3. Why don't we read together verse 3 through verse 12. Let's stand, shall we? Come on, let's stand. We always read better when we stand in respect for God's word. I'll read the, uh, verse 3, and you read verse 4, and so on through verse 12, just reading responsibly. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, if the word blessed carries with it the connotation of great happiness, and let me say this, to be blessed is much more than to be happy. Okay? And people really try to find a blessed life. But if these nine Beatitudes, these, these nine things that should characterize our lives are the things that produce happiness, then don't you think we should know what they are? Hello? All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. The first one, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now that doesn't mean to be financially poor. None of us are happy to be financially poor. Someone tell me, what does that mean, to be poor in spirit? Debbie, say it nice and loud. Okay, it includes humility. Oh, that's going to come a little bit, that goes, that's going to come a little bit later, Joe. Okay, not necessarily in that one, but poor in spirit. Sad about what? Broken over our personal sin. Okay? That we are poor in spirit. We're not like the Pharisees. What was the attitude of the Pharisees? I thank God that I'm what? Not as other men are. So it's not having that spiritual pride. It's acknowledge our utter helplessness and our spiritual poverty and the deep spiritual need that all of us have. We all have a long ways to go, don't we, in our spiritual walk. I don't care how old you are. If Pastor Peterson was here tonight, he's 95 years old, walked with God all of his life, he still has a long way to go to be like Jesus. And we need to recognize that. None of us are any better than anyone else. We are all still growing in Christ. 
And listen, we need to understand that if we're going to really have a blessed life, we need to understand where we really are spiritually. Remember what the Apostle Paul said? Oh, wretched man that I am. I am carnal and I am sold under sin. He had that poor in spirit mentality. All right, next. Number two is blessed are they that what? Mourn. Mourn. Blessed are they that mourn. Now, when we think of mourning, we often think of mourning over the death of a loved one, right? Or mourning because we have lost something. But here, what are we mourning over? Our own personal sin. We're very sorry. You see, we will never, ever, ever come to confession and repentance of our sin until we have a broken heart. A broken and contrite heart over our own personal sin. Let's go to, listen, I'm telling you, church, what we are teaching you tonight and taught you this morning is so critical to the Christian life. Poor in spirit, mourning over our own personal sin, a broken and contrite heart. And the next one is, blessed are the, blessed are the meek. You've heard this statement, meekness is not weakness. Really, it takes a really strong person to be meek. So what does it mean to be meek? Tender, good, Joel. Tender, humble, teachable. It's the opposite of being arrogant and, and being prideful. And we see so much arrogancy and pridefulness around us today, don't we? Everyone's a show-off. Everyone's a big shot. But to really, really be humble and to have a tender heart. God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself. One thing I've noticed in my life as I've grown in Christ, if you don't humble yourself, watch out. Because God will humble you. And when God humbles you, it's a whole lot more painful than it is if you would just humble yourself. Let's go to the next one, number four. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And I shared with you this morning how, you know, I was watching the football game last night and when commercials come on, I'd flip to this war movie. I'm not sure what the war movie was, but it was a man finally being rescued. They were fighting the Taliban and his whole platoon was, was killed by the Taliban and he was the only, I think it was last survivor, something like that. But I mean, it was a bloody, gory, not recommending but I tell you what, it really gave me appreciation for what our men go through that we have no idea in fighting for our freedom and our liberties that we enjoy. But it was how this last man was finally rescued and how he, was, how he thirsted and how he was hungry. And I think we've all seen that. Someone who they... You know, they just want to, they're so thirsty, they just want to gulp the water. And you you got to hold them back and just, just take a few sips now and then. They just want to cram the food in because they're so hungry. That is how 
we should approach church. We should absolutely be starving to death for the spiritual food that is about to be delivered to us. And we should be so thirsty for righteousness that we just want to learn more how to be like our Savior. We, just, we can't wait to get the food. We can't wait to get the drink. The, the, the Bible likens God's word unto, unto water, the washing of the water by the word. And we, we should have that type of anticipation and excitement when we come into the house of the Lord. We're, listen, we're about to feast on the greatest spiritual food that God has ever given to man. Remember what Job said, it was more important, the word of God was more important than his necessary daily food. I mentioned this morning, you know, if we really had that attribute in our lives, we'd have more people in church tonight. We wouldn't find it so easy to skip services. We would have a real passion to be there. We won't have to have anyone just constantly reminding us, did you have your devotions? Did you have your devotion? Did you spend time with the Lord today? We wouldn't even need to have accountability because we would be so hungry and thirsty for the things of the Lord that that, that would just drive us into the Word and into fellowship with Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are the weak. Blessed are those who hunger. The word literally means are starving. Thirsting or dying of thirst. For spiritual things. Hmm. Number five. Blessed are the what? Merciful. And that's when I said this morning, this is one I struggle with, and some smart aleck had to say amen. And it wasn't Doug Raby. It was Roy Brooks who sat right behind him and said amen. Roy said to me, Pastor, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. So he was just trying to get Doug in trouble. I said, you don't have to try to get Doug in trouble. He is trouble, Period. No trying necessary. But blessed are the merciful. What does it mean to be merciful? Having a having compassion for people. I don't think we have as much compassion as we should because we're so self-focused. We're concerned about me, me, me. What else does that some, someone else. I'm getting two or three people saying, you know, corresponding with someone else. To be merciful. Who said that, Daniel? To be forgiven. Just forgive people. Because of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Praise the Lord. He is a compassionate and he is a forgiving God. Have compassion one for another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Have pity on people. Number six. Blessed are the pure in heart. Now that's a tough one, isn't it? To always have a pure heart. David, create in me a what? Clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Someone tell me, what do you think it means to have a clean heart? 
Sandra? You gotta have, yeah, you gotta be born again, right? To get clean. Even purges our conscience from dead works to serve a living God. Washed by the blood of the Lamb. Wow. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Because sometimes we have impure motives. I don't think we even realize how impure our motives are until we ask God to search our heart. Someone else, a pure heart. Keep a short list with God and with men. Amen, Jim. Keep that list short. I've given you my own personal testimony over the years of how <clears throat> when I really wanted to get right with God, boy, did I ever have a list. And it took me some time to work through that list. It's so much easier to keep the list short than it is to have the list grow long. So many times when I'm in counseling, one of the things I counsel people about is clearing their conscience. Do you know how hard it is for people to make the commitment to clear their conscience? But you'll never have a pure heart until you do. Got to go back sometimes and correct the past. Blessed are those who have a pure heart. Number seven, blessed are the... I can't hear you. What? Peacemakers. Peacemakers. You know, I've been having a hard time hearing lately. I don't know if I'm getting old, but one of my grandkids said, Grandpa, you got wax in your ears. I said, Thanks. Appreciate that. So maybe that's why I can't hear so well. I got to clean my ears out. I should have said, why are you getting so close to my ears that you can see the wax in my ear? But blessed are the peacemakers. What is a peacemaker? Pansy? Back to the Lord and to each other, right? Reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. How often, though, do we jump on the other person's side? And isn't that usually when we have ought against someone where we try to find others to take up our cause? But what does a peacemaker do? No, let's bring this together. Let's get this thing reconciled. Why is that so important that we walk in reconciliation with each other? What? No division. Can you... The, can you have fellowship with God and be at ought with your brother or sister? Matter of fact, this is what Jesus said. God will not even accept your gift that you're bringing to the altar. Leave your gift at the altar. Go and be reconciled. And then come offer your gift. Remember, I told you this morning that Moses had a pastor's heart and he would often get very angry with his leadership. And he'd also get very angry with the people because they would not listen to him. They would not obey his voice, which was really God's voice speaking to them because of their hardness and stiff-necked. But over and over again, you'll also find Moses falling on his knees, grabbing Aaron and saying, Aaron, we got to pray for our people. 
They are, they are not right with God. They're not right with each other. We need to pray for them. So listen, instead of jumping on someone else's bandwagon, why not say, <clears throat> you know, you just shared that with me. Why don't, we go, why don't we just go talk to that person about that? Why don't we just, I'll go with you. You know, you don't have to go alone. I'll go with you, support you, and help you, son. But let's go get that taken care of. You know why that has to be taken care of? Because he will never have happiness in his life until that's taken care of. Not too long ago, someone came up to me and they said, you know, I know a person right now that's been bitter for 20 years. For 20 years they have been bitter and they refuse to reconcile. You know what that tells me? For 20 years that person has not had fellowship with God. That is so sad. That's where they need someone to say, hey, come on. Let's go get this taken care of. Blessed are the Blessed are the peacemakers. Number eight. I don't think any of us like this one. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Can we be happy about being persecuted? Is there anyone here that has had some persecution because of your faith? Would you slip up your hand? Just kind of slip up your hand. Okay. I know sometimes that's very personal because a lot of times that was maybe friends that you once had that have turned on you because of your faith or maybe it's been someone in a church family. But if there's anyone here tonight that has had someone who has persecuted them for their faith, and it would be appropriate, could maybe you share that with us here tonight? You don't have to use names or anything like that, but maybe you could share that, that with me. Is there anyone that would be willing to... Mike, could you stand up and share that, please? So we cannot take up an offense over something like that. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples? Don't be surprised if the world hates you. They hated me before they hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But you're not of the world. I've chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So guess what? We can be happy. I, mean, I guess we can be happy that we're living a kind of life that folks would persecute us over. Is there anyone else? be willing to share. Sandra, could you stand up please and we maybe hear you a little bit better? Sure. 
that's a big one coming up. <clears throat> right? That's, that's going to be one that's going to affect the church. And we're going to be called unloving. Right? But listen, we've got to stand on the Lord's side. And if, listen, if we are persecuted for righteousness in this area, so be it. Right? We will, we will be happy to suffer for the cause of Christ. You know, Paul was really crazy because he said, I'm thankful that I'm counted worthy to suffer for his name. He was a crazy guy, wasn't he? Me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Someone else, just one more person maybe where you feel you've been persecuted over your faith? Be willing to share that? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't understand why Baptists get accused of so many things that we're not guilty of. But I think it really is the fact that we're trying to take a stand for righteousness. And the world hates righteousness, right? It's an unrighteous world. So I guess that is what it is. Number nine, blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Remember what Jesus said about that. And persecute you, and she'll say, Sandra, I think you, were, you said, it's not even true. And she'll say all manner of evil against you falsely. Being falsely accused for my sake. That hurts, doesn't it? But you know what? We need to be happy about that. We need to be happy about that. You know why? Because of verse 12. Rejoice. God's keeping a record, isn't he? Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. So when it comes to teaching the commandments of Christ and living those commandments out in our lives, the Bible said those who do so will be great. Those who don't will be, late, will, will be least. So if we want to be great in God's kingdom, let's stick with the commandments. Amen? Let's be happy to keep them and let's do our best to teach them to others. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full, happy, are ye if you do them. I hope tonight that you are a joyful and also a happy Christian. Let's have every head bowed. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening 
at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.